Transplanter RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter. That is at D-M-I-T-R-Y-O-P-I-N-E-S. And Explain Trade, a negotiation skills training consultancy believing in the power of D&D and Transplaner's potential to grow, tell great stories, and lift up our community. Explain Trade trains negotiators for governments, big companies, NGOs, and offers e-learning courses for individuals looking to get a better deal from their boss. Level up your charisma score and check out explaintrade.com. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG. We are an all transgender, people of color led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition live streamed actual play campaign set in an original non colonial anti orientalist world. I am your game master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C. I use they them pronouns and I play Okahaye, an Asamar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica and I play V Nocturzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra and I use they she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include substance use, alcohol and smoking, descriptions of vast and deep water, and fantastical animal violence. Arc 2 Interlude Demented by that day of leisure From a Black Odyssey by Seth Bacchanalia Beach is 64 acres of pristine white sand, glittering blue water, and the sweet, sweet smell of day drinking. Partiers of every shape and size gyrate under the hot, sunless sky, grooving to live music from nearby drummers, splashing into the cool water, lounging in the sand, eating meat skewers, drinking, smoking, laughing, dancing. Everywhere you look, you see drunken, ridiculous, wild revelry. To your left, you see a dwarf running off the edge of a 50-foot-tall cliff, screaming, Get in, boy! Uh, as they plummet through the air and right before they hit the surface of the water which at that height would feel like concrete an elf floating on an inflatable banana snaps his fingers and the dwarf feather falls gently into the surf the elf says looks like I still have magic folks who's next and the next person cannonballs off the cliff And to your right, you hear a roar and feel a massive gout of flame spit into the air from the mouth of a red dragon. But wait, 
It's just a puppet, uh, made of painted grass, twigs, and leaves, with dragon dancers inside working the mouth, the legs, the sinewy spine, and tail. A performer operating the head takes a second swig of gas and ignites a brilliant jet of fire. Nearby partygoers whoop and cheer and clap, even as one of them, a tiefling, gets a little too close to the performance and Zir tail catches on fire. Z runs through the sand, Zir tail ablaze, laughing. And right in front of you, a ring of partygoers chant, fight, 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 as two pairs of combatants play a drunken game of chicken fighting. On one side, a minotaur carries a gnome on their shoulders, and on the other, a goliath carries a halfling. The gnome and the halfling both wield a knife in one hand and a bottle of whiskey in the other, taking stabs at each other between swigs of hearty drink. The halfling scores a nasty gash along the gnome's face, who lets out a scream and bleeds as the partygoers laugh. But a dragonborn in the audience waves rear claw, the gash stitches itself back up, and the chicken fighting resumes. Also, everywhere you look, there are just so many slutty bards everywhere, playing their tunes, dancing their sultry dances, being slutty bards. And now our attention falls back to the four of you. Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V. This scene of drunken revelry unfolds in front of you as you stand on the sandy dunes of Bacchanalia Beach. You are tired and weary from your week-long journey across the Boundary Waters, the Nibalian scrublands, and finally Lake Ingir, on whose shores you stand right now. You have seen horrors and endured traumas beyond most people's comprehension. You carry the burden of destiny on your shoulders. And now, here in Nabal, you witness perhaps the greatest incomprehension of all. People partying in the middle of an apocalypse. What do the four of you do? Are you sure this is the right place? I think Oka kind of like taps Manaya's arm and is like, let me get up on your shoulders. I could totally beat that guy. Stop it. Let, no, come on. Let me get up. I could totally, I could totally do it. Dewey's got his hands on Oka's shoulders trying to hold him down. V's looking around and being like, you know, there's a lot of people here who's probably their valuables are very loosely stored right now. That is true. Uh, v, make a perception check. <laughs> Excellent. Dewey doesn't have enough hands for this. <laughs> Um, are we here with anyone? Are we being guided or did, or were we told where to go? You were told where to go. The ship that Rev, this newly fully realized paragon of the Raven Queen, had chartered for you across the boundary waters and a wagon across the Nibalian scrublands and then finally another ship to get across the lake to get here, which is Clothau Island, uh, where Rosso is, which is the capital of the championship. Um, you were escorted along with the rest of the uh, Nibalian, let's say, uh, degenerates uh, who were participating in the race. Um, you traveled here with them, but they've dispersed to go back home. Um, once they landed on the shores, they've either like retreated deeper into Clothau Island to go home, or they've joined the revelry, right? Uh, and the two folks in charge of the of the derby, Quicksilver, this ranty cowboy, uh, and Ace, this rat folk kind of simpering looking like mean guy, always accompanied by his two tide wolf uh, bodyguards. Um, they basically told the two of you that to claim your prize, you had to find Atalanta, who's the who's the champion of this place. But first, your best bet is probably to find the regent. 
uh, who is Atalanta's basically second in command, who would be able to guarantee you that audience and just explain that you're winners of the Derby. And they had directed you to this beach uh, where they said, uh, a Quicksilver had said, well, that's likely where that fun-loving satyr's gonna be. Yeah, they're probably at Bacchanalia Beach. And they'd given you instructions to get here, which now presents the four of you alone in this scene of revelry. V, what did you Three, get? 19. 19. Uh, before I resolve that, yes, Manaya. Are we not with the Bonebreakers? The Bonebreakers? These sweet little lovely, uh, the tiefling lore, uh, the goblin scrum, and of course, who could forget the Aarakocra quail heart? Um, yeah, let's say they've tagged along. Uh, they're like clinging onto your skirts, uh, metaphorically and literally speaking, uh, to also claim their prize, which is an audience with Atalanta. But as they're like, they're big eyed, like looking at all the celebrations, uh, Quail Heart just goes, I want to do the cannonball thing. And he starts fluttering his little like, like wings and, and going up to that cliff, like getting out in front of you all. Um, v, you're 19. As you scan this scene, there's so much to take in. And you're, you were given a description of Bomba. Right, as a uh, dark-skinned satyr who, who's always like having fun and partying and laughing and bouncing around with their f- furred hooves, uh, wearing a flower crown on occasion. That's all. That's pretty much all you know about Bamba. And there's a lot of people here who match that description. With your 19, what do you all do? All right, let's just find this regent and get this over with. Would... Oh, could you put your shirt back on? I, by the gods. Look, just because we're on the beach doesn't mean we're here to stay, right? Well, I mean, we're here, right? I mean, it's hot. Uh, Do we look a little out of place, kind of like covered in dirt and grime and like wearing armor and weapons? Uh, Yes, absolutely, 100%. But the thing is, no one here really cares. Uh, and even as you're looking around, standing awkwardly on the fringe of the celebrations, you see uh, a tiefling person comes up and like literally has uh, a hula hoop that they start throwing at y'all. Come on, join the fun. Come on in. And only Dewey, you know what they're saying, because the, none of you speak Nabalish except Dewey. What do the four of you do? Dewey, give me one of those T-shirts you got. I don't know. I don't want to know what you're. Yeah, OK, here. Yeah, Sandy token like looks away. They just put it on. They just, they okay. they just like put the t-shirt on. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's all. But it's like you know, it's like dad dad vibes. It's a t-shirt. Totally. What did the four of you um, do? I'm gonna guess disguise self. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna turn into my good friend Ronnie, but like summer beach time Ronnie. All right. Can you remind <laughs> us what Ronnie looks like? Yep, so Ronnie is about the same height, but much brawnier. He's got a big old beard. He's the type of guy you see at a ta- at a tavern. And, uh, you know, he's wearing swimming trunks. He's got some, he's a little furry. He's a little furry, the rest of them. Uh, you never see Ronnie this, this, I guess, not wearing clothes. And he's just kind of strutting his stuff across the sand, maybe looking for, you know, people. And okay. Are you wearing valuable. Crocs? <laughs> oh, Avi, Avi. I okay. mean, I whatever Ndaka's but... version of Crocs are, Ronnie yeah. would have that. Are you on sport Perfect. mode, Ronnie? Have you flipped the, oh, yeah. flipped the thing down? This is like, hey, hey, do you know where the white room is, love? Are you saying this in common? 
Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, as you're strutting around, like a couple of people turn and look and they start like pulling you into the revelry. You find yourself with like a bottle of whiskey, like shoved into your one hand, you know, and then like a, like a flower crown shoved into the other. And someone else starts going on you, starts painting your, trying to paint Ronnie's face with face paints. But I think it goes through the illusion and starts painting your actual face V. But they seem like so like, you know, having fun that so exuberant that they don't even care that it's an illusion, right? That they're painting you. Uh, Manaya Okadui, how are the three of you responding to this? I suppose I can't be helped. You, you two go have fun. Uh, Dewey, would you help me? You speak about Nabalish, right? Uh, yeah. Are you sure we should leave them on their own? That seems like. Hey V, let me help you with that. Uh, and uh, uh I mean, uh, <laughs> Ronnie, uh, let me help you with that. Um. Uh, and I think Oka, like their double pupils are like a little like with the kind of like intense sunlight, they're like contracting a little bit. So they like, you know, like they grab a pair of sunglasses just off somebody else's face and they take like whatever they're smoking out of their mouth, you know, and they're in, they're in, they're ready, they're here. Great, wonderful. Uh, so Manaya and Dewey, are the two of you intent on finding Bamba while Oka and V enjoy the festivities? Yeah, I think um, Dewey might gesture over to like, a, is there like a, tropical bar somewhere that he can like, yes. take a seat and <laughs> yes, like scout 100%. out yeah there's uh, i think there's like a, a peacock like aracocra behind behind the counter as you go up and they speak to you in like quick nabalish they go what would you like to drink there sire uh whatever is most popular i don't yes lemon berry daiquiri it is then and they start like squeezing lemon berries that look like just like blueberries but like huge and yellow into like this cup and they start like juicing it and they start like putting putting alcohol in it uh and manaya do you follow dewey up to this bar yeah i mean i trust dewey he's the only one who speaks napolish that manaya knows uh, when they sit down uh manaya turns to dewey and says uh right could i could you get me like a Speaking of Nuhan, could you get me like a, a water? No extra stuff, no spike, no nabal, nabalian, whatever they put in their drinks. Oh, oh you're yeah, Uhan, sure. says the bar barkeep who responds to you in fluent Uhan and says, I'll get you a water right away, ma'am, and turns and like, and you see like a, uh, just like a tap in, into a tree that they that they that they turn and like the tap comes out with like fresh tree water and they hand it to you. Um, and Manaya. While you're sipping this water and while like quote unquote Ronnie and Oka are starting to make their way through the crowd, you hear something uh, that perks up your appointed ear, right? You hear something like through the crowd, given your passive perception and um, Bamba, why don't you tell us all what Manaya in particular would hear that is a little unusual even in the midst of all this revelry, something that perks her ear? Uh, I think if sharks can roar, it is the roar of a, a shark who has been pulled out of the water a little bit. And if anybody were to kind of like peer through the crowd and like there is some really intense like uh, chanting, I think it's like, go, 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 go. And whoever's like maybe the tallest or the shortest can kind of like see through the legs. And there is a half beached shark and a satyr kind of laying on the ground with their hands out in uh, uh, like an arm wrestling position and they have that shark's fin in their hands. Are they are they winning? Uh, would you like to make a strength check, Bamba? Yes. Go for it. <laughs> are you winning are they winning? Let me tell you, they're not very strong. <laughs> this oh, shark heck. is beached, so I'll give it this advantage. 
Um, okay, hear me out. I got a six. However, however, I think I have mage hand. I do. <laughs> do <Mage> hand. <laughs> Are you gonna apply that extra 10 pounds of force with your mage hand? <laughs> and it's in the shape of like my bees, they wrap around like gloves, and you hear chants of like, that's cheating! And Baba just like, no, this works. This is it's me, I'm a bee. This is how it is. Um, and then they crush the competition. Yeah. Boom! And then the entire crowd around the beach truck go, yeah! And they start chanting, Bamba! Bamba! And they search forward and they like like bring Bamba onto their shoulders and start chanting, Bamba! Bamba! And at this point, all four of you see and hear this. Uh, and Bamba, would you like to describe what they see as you surge up onto the shoulders of your, of your beloved audience? <laughs> you see a short little satyr. You know, they've got really floofy, fuzzy, hairy brown legs, cute little hooves. Uh, they are wearing like a top that kind of wraps around their chest. Um, and it's hard to tell if they have more clothing than that or if it's just bees. Every now and then the bees kind of like swarm to make like a little a little cardigan or something. And then they'll go off and like create a little cloud and give like the crowd a thumbs up or like fist bump one of the other party goers. They're pretty involved in not only what Bamba wears, but how Bamba's feeling. Awesome. I love that. I think Oka and V, because the two of you are in the mist, you are the closest. What do you do? I think Oka like slings an arm over V. Uh, v as Ronnie, you know, Vani, one could say, uh, and starts cheering like, ba, ba, ba. Like they're just kind of like, ba, 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 ba. And they're like, hold on, wait. Bamba, wait, Bamba, Bamba, <laughs> uh, and they like, I think like behind the crowd, they're like trying to push through and be like, Bamba, ba Regent Bamba, you know. Are you speaking in common? Yes. Okay, uh, Bamba, I think you hear, you hear Oka, and you you cut a wave through the crowd, right? And something about Oka actually grabs your attention more than the rest of the revelers. Uh, what is it, Bamba? That's a really good question, and I feel like this kind of question is based on something that I really should have remembered. So I am just going to keep talking some words until it quite comes back to me, and I think it's that, you know, as a regent, Bamba is supposed to do some responsibilities. Just because they don't doesn't mean that they don't think about what they're supposed to do every now and then, so there's like a tickle in their memory that they had an appointment today but it's been like five hours since they last thought about it. So they like lock eyes with you and they gesture to the crowd like, okay, let me down, let me down. My feet, my little hooves must touch the ground. And they like, they're slid off the shoulders of a minotaur and they're going to trot right up to you. Awesome. I think the crowd actually parts, right? Because you're even though this is the middle of revelry, you're still the regent. Uh, and you, they part like the Red Sea to sort of like form like a path, like an aisle of just like drunken breath and like mo like da dancing bodies and gyrating hips um, until you are face to face with Oka next to V. And at this point, Manaya and Dewey, you've seen the crowd part. You've seen Bamba come down and approach Oka and V. What do the two of you do? Is that them? Yeah, we should probably... Mm -hmm. You should probably get right, it. and in Wuhan, uh, I turned to the the person who gave us the news. I'm like, uh, "Thank you for the water. It was quite delicious." Certainly, that'll be three gold pieces, please. Uh, sure. Dewey, do you pay the price? 
Yeah, I just slide them across okay. and pick up my two drinks. Yeah, it is very obvious that they're like poaching y'all because like you're clearly like tourists or like new here. <laughs> so three gold pieces is the equivalent of like 80 bucks for like two drinks. Um, so the two of you sidle on off uh, to where Bamba is meeting Oka and V for the first time. So Oka, V, Bamba, what do the three of you say to each other? Regent Bamba, uh, uh, you are you are Regent Bamba? I might. Who, who's asking? Uh, we're the Derby winners, uh, the the Bone Breakers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like a letter. I don't know, last year, maybe yesterday. Time is really weird. Uh, yeah, I've been expecting you since last year. Well, I don't really know. I've been partying for quite some time now. You know, sometimes I wake up and I just go back to partying, and then I wake up and then I party, and then. I don't know how much time passes. You sound like my kind of friend. I want to be your friend. Hello, those Crocs are amazing. Can I try one on? Just one. All right. And uh, V kicks one off and it flies through the air and lands in V's uh, hands. Uh, Bamba puts one Croc on their hoof. It doesn't fit, but wow, does it look cool. And actually, because it's um, an illusion, you just step right through it. Cool. Their foot's just through the croc, and the croc wouldn't have fit anyways, so styling. Uh yes, welcome. Um, what 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 are you doing here again? We won the Derby. We're supposed to talk to Atalanta. What? But did you win a contest of your hearts? Uh Oka like kind of just turns to to look at, at me. Like well, well, I did become a dragon. That's pretty so you, you weren't a dragon before? Not to my knowledge. Whoa! Well then, do I have the party game for you? What is your name, Croc One, one Croc Wearer? Most people call me Ronnie, but you can call me V. <laughs> wow, what a name that really just works together. There's so many letters in V that appear in Ronnie, too. I like this. Well, then, it's, Ronnie it's a very Jukaian spelling. Uh-huh. That means something to me for sure. <laughs> and I think at, at that point, uh, Manaya and Dewey, the two of you have arrived on the scene right as uh, Bamba. You feel like a kind of wet, like tapping on your back and you know exactly what that means. Um, Ribbit, an old, the oldest motherfucking grung any of you have ever seen. <laughs> sort of like a tropical, like a poison dart tree frog is like leading on a cane and he is so beleaguered. He looks so tired and he's got like glitter that someone's like thrown on him like all over his like big bulbous eyes and he just says to you bomba my regent uh these are the winners of the derby and as such they're trying to claim their audience with atalanta but of course as the regent it is your right to offer them trials just gonna offer them drinks and snacks maybe like a surfboard swim you know the shark is teaching me how to surf underwater it's really impressive but right 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 um let me just pick that one piece of glitter out of your eye uh, here we go uh, see oh you again. thank you you're, you're good you're good i appreciate it right on the top of your forehead though it looks good there uh and bumba's gonna like spin around to the party again right you Want to speak to Hubica? 
We're trying to find Atalanta. Atalanta, the champion. Are you? Are you? So cool. Are you? Are you quite certain that you are the regent? Yep. This is my last year. I did a really good job. Just look at this place. Um, and it's just like swaying people. Somebody's just like fallen over. Somebody does a cannonball. Um, it's it's a lot, and it's not. It's okay. I really love what you've done to the place, and V pretends to take a swig of the whiskey and then uses minor illusion to cast a giant fireball spitting into the air. <gasps> I'm, I'm so vulnerable to fire! <laughs> the grung assistant, like, cowers away from it. At this point, Manaya and Dewey, the two of you have arrived on the scene where you've overheard all of this coming up, and Bamba seems, like, a little, like, shifty, maybe? Uh, like, like, maybe not shifty, but, like, almost, like, like, they're just here to have a good time. They don't really know what you're here to claim, etc. Uh, so, Manaya and Dewey, how did the two of you react? What did the two of you do after arriving on the scene? Right. Uh, I think maybe Manaya overheard just, just enough to realize that this is the regent uh, and gives Anuhana a salute. It's like, right, uh, Regent Bamba, we are here to request an audience with the champion. Okay. Where were they at? Oh, I'm not thinking you. What? I'm not gonna bring you there. You have to pass my tests first. But we you have won to prove yourself to me. We snack test. We won the the derby. I thought that was the test. Did I get to see the derby? Did you? No. I saw was like probably a... here. Not that I can remember. I saw like an eye flying around. Was that not something you could see? No. Uh <clears throat> Everything happening outside of the championship, uh, Bamba doesn't have to pay attention to. So yes, you might have won this prize, but it is entirely up to our glorious regent whether or not they'll let you through. So you better impress them. Right. Uh, my apologies, regent. Yeah, thank you. I love a good apology. Do you want um, a snack now? Perhaps. Some watermelon. Yes. Watermelon challenge! Uh, the grung sort of like shouts out at the crowd and immediately like a hive of bees, the crowd disperses, right? They start setting up like very quickly, like a colony of ants, like building like an impromptu stage, like grabbing like planks of wood, like driftwood that have like washed up. Uh, you see like a couple of like people working the bar, like roll out like, like watermelons that are really big. And then like a, a mountain of watermelons like falls out from behind a rock that they rolled over. And then you see a giant, gigantic watermelon maybe like the size of like a giant boulder being like rolled by no fewer than three or four like N nabalian revelers and they're like ah, 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 through the sand and they roll it up onto a stage and on the other side like three or four nabalian revelers roll like an identically large boulder up onto this makeshift stage uh, and ribbit your grung assistant bamba like bows like gives a bow to you and says if you would like to tell them the terms of this contest my liege yeah, totally. All right, I present, and with like a flourish, the snack. This challenge is a watermelon. Who can consume the most watermelon in the least amount of time? This is a one-on-one -on -one challenge because I hold the world record, well, the, the world record on this island. Uh, but I hold the world record and only those who beat me can ever go speak to the name that I will write down because she is very important to me and you want to go see her. 
Atalanta, my leash. Atalanta. Yeah, yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe you like literally pull out a notebook <laughs> and like write it down. <laughs> I idolize her, but heck, you know, I just, sometimes when you forget the names, you forget people's names. I yeah, forget I, my name every day almost. That makes your name is Ronnie V. It's not an easy name, though. Yeah. It only gets more complicated the more you know me. Oh, I look forward to that. Will About. you take my watermelon challenge? Sure, why not? I'll say I love a good watermelon. Okay, so it will be Ronnie V versus Bomba the Regent and our glorious leader of this beautiful country. Okay. As Bomba has told you, the rules are quite simple. The first person to finish eating this watermelon wins. Any questions? I have a question. Yes. <laughs> which dirty which, bird? Uh... <laughs> Would you consider this a strength contest or a, a constitution? I'm not sure what those terms mean, you dirty <laughs> wet pigeon. But what I will say is that there are no rules except to win. Yes, Bomba, my regent? Uh -huh. You got the it. Great. Any manner, any strategy you would like to deploy is valid. So in metagaming terms, <laughs> for each of these contests, right, um, all of y'all PCs, Bomba, yourself included, you can deploy any number of class abilities, spells, magic items, feats, or skill checks, whatever you want, to tackle each particular challenge. And we're just going to let the fiction guide us first, and I'll call for roles as they come up. Um, and if contests are necessary, I'll call for them as well. Does that feel good to folks? Okay, okay, wonderful. And out of character B, if you're ever stuck, you can ask Ribbit for like what's next, because I will I will help you out. I took decent notes, but also I don't put them in good places. <laughs> no worries. I think it's very in character that like Bomba just doesn't know. <laughs> what is my job again? Yeah, yeah. Leader of the country is your job. Actually, I maybe have a uh, have a question about that. That's sort of out of character, but also sort of in character. As this is all going on, uh, Oka is maybe taking a moment to reflect on not only like, I want to know about our week long journey. Like, did we pass struggling towns, people being attacked by monsters, like massive apocalyptic trouble uh and also reflecting on how that that is like happening also everywhere else but like what what kind of was the was like our journey like was it pretty typical of the kind of apocalypse we've seen so far yes so actually i think this is a great opportunity for us to flesh out your journey like together as as a, a four-person party uh as you know the watermelon is like rolled into place uh and like various members of the audience start like putting like um like decorating you, Bamba. Like they start putting glitter on you, you know, in preparation for the watermelon eating contest and throwing glitter onto V. Uh, slash. Yes, yes, this is totally normal. This is a, just an absolute normal part of being a regent. Um, I would love to hear from each of our four PCs, Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V, maybe one thing you saw on your way here that has like stuck with you. Uh, whether it is like a magical anomaly, like huge pillars of water rising out of the, out of the surf, you know, in the boundary waters or like, you know, starving groups of people who, whose homes have been destroyed, etc. Um, so whoever has something, an image or an experience they'd like to share first uh, can go. I think we, we maybe slept one night in what seemed to be uh, a, like, just like the edges of what looks to what looks like it was once a like 
maybe a like temple or some kind of like uh, retreat of that nature uh, to Scott and Nectus. Uh, but it looked like it had practically like fallen into like a deep sinkhole. Uh, and I think we maybe like spent a night camping like on the outskirts of that. And like it seemed to be completely abandoned, but there were still like old papers and letters maybe. Yeah, I think it makes sense if this was in the Nibalian scrublands after you'd completed your ocean journey across the boundary waters. And I think maybe what stood out to all four of you in particular is that there was blood on the ground and like ruined scraps of clothing, but no bodies. Um, so you took camp a little like uneasily, but you could hear the screeching of like monsters in the distance, but none of them attacked you, thankfully, that night. I really like that, Oko. Why don't you have a point of inspiration for that? Uh, and Oko, why don't you pass the memory stick along to someone else? Who wants the memory stick? Erica wants the memory stick. Yeah. um, During the the trip across the boundary waters, uh, one night V was sort of like on the ship looking overboard and uh, looked down in the water and for a moment thought that she... Her eyes may have been playing tricks on her. You know, there's no there's no moonlight or anything at night anymore. So it's it's dark. But she swore she saw that the sort of the imagery of her her experience where she saw Rev with Scott and Nectis. But she saw she swore she saw that there, and then it sort of rippled away into like a white dragon and like went away from the boat and just like like freaked her out a little bit and she. I don't know, she's, she, that has been playing in her mind because she's finally had time to think about all of that for the first time since it happened. Mm, I love that. And uh, did you say this was in the Boundary Waters? Yeah, as we're sailing across the water. Mm, I really like that. And w- I think actually while you were like looking at this image and thinking maybe this is just in your psyche, um, as the rest of you like looked over into the water as well, Oka, Dewey, and Manaya, you also saw visions, but from your own past and from your own uh, interior monologue right um so why don't each of you like tell me quickly like what troubles what stresses you saw surface uh, on on the surface of this water who has something so i think in the same vein of seeing people and then going away from the boat manaya uh maybe was reminded of uh that fateful day where her parents walked off onto the boat and she saw them for the last time after the next seven years I really like that. Uh, and Oka Dewey? I think that Dewey saw kind of an indescript uh, memory of, or like a vision of his child sitting alone at a desk and like um, engrossed in what they're working on and just like not around any other people. Yeah, okay. Your child just alone at a desk, you know, with tons of papers everywhere. And maybe you're looking from the perspective of like an open door, right? But they're like hunched over writing and they don't. No, no friends, you know, no companions, nothing. They're just alone. It's just you looking at them. And last but not least, Oka, what do you see in the waters? I think Oka just sees themselves uh, reflected back in the water. But then uh, for a moment in this kind of like fa- fantastical water shaping memory, their wings sprout behind them and flash with those red eyes. Uh, and then disappear into the water like it was never there. I really like that. Uh, why don't all of you have a point of inspiration for that? If you're already full up, too bad. You do not get to go more than three. Uh, so I believe that means everyone, bases are fully loaded. I think everyone, all of our regular PCs have three points of inspiration. Like my first time in the entire campaign. <laughs> I know, 
head. <laughs> Great, I love that. Uh, so, who else hasn't gone for describing something? Okay, so after like the our four PCs have traversed the boundary waters, like leaving that like odd area of ocean behind. That maybe you've like now dubbed like I don't know like some sort of magic had polluted that part of the water to like bring to drag up the worst parts of your memory and bring your troubles literally to light. Um, and then, of course, there was the ruined temple in the Nabalian scrublands. And Manaya, what is something that stood out to you on your journey? I think in the scrublands, I think she hasn't been in a desert for a while. It's been at least a few weeks since we even traversed a, across the Republic uh, to get to the court. So maybe the heat got to her just a little bit. Um, and like the, the dry air, she's really not used to it being a Han. Um, and maybe she, maybe they were walking past, uh, just like an abandoned shack out in the middle of nowhere, old and dusty. And she maybe saw for a moment, she thought she saw, um, a man like sitting outside of that shack, like groaning in pain, like holding his arm. Uh, and she broke away from the group and ran up uh, to try to help this man, but it was just the trick of the light. Hmm. And I, I, can I add on to that and say, as you ran up and the man disappeared, I think maybe like, like the ground caved in a bit as like a huge, like it was like the the mouth of a huge monster that was using like that as a lure, right? Sort of like as a uh, what's it called? Those deep sea fish, anglerfish. Almost like the man was at like the lure on an anglerfish. And then like the four of you like had to fight the monster and like get away from that situation. Um, but that monster very much like the shack of the man were there to, to you know, it was there to eat and trap you. Uh, and after defeating the monster, perhaps you, you saw like in its belly, uh, you saw, you know, uh, the skeletons, you know, the dissolved bones of other people who had tried to help this man, but had not been able to fight through this huge like worm underneath the desert earth. And of course, uh, I believe that just leaves Dewey, right? Mm -hmm. I think that a night or two before we arrived in Nabal, um, or where we are right now, um, it was late one night and Dewey was up writing and everyone else was, I think, asleep, passed out. Um, and he started to uh, basically like have a panic attack, paranoia that people and monsters were out to get him. Um, and I think Rev was the one who was awake, and she kind of reassured him that she still gonna protect him from the dude try, uh, trying to kill him. Um, yeah. Okay, so you had like a, a nice bonding moment with Rev before she had to leave and go back to the court, I think, and like take care of stuff yeah. in her in her home country. Okay. I really like that. Oh, y'all are so talented. <laughs> and um, okay, so maybe off of that final flashback, we we are brought back now to the present. The scorching, sunless heat. You know, the the hot, white, pristine sands. This stage made of driftwood. Two gigantic watermelons. Bamba on one watermelon, and V. You have self-elected slash Bamba has volunteered you to be the one to eat this watermelon, but you do have a chance to back out and let one of your other party members take the stead uh, instead. So, uh, Oka, Manaya, Dewey, V, who's gonna who's gonna eat this watermelon? Oh, trust me, I have a game plan. <laughs> and uh, uh, Ronnie, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I can't promise much, but if uh, if you need a little help, I'm I'm there for you. Just let me know. Give me a sign. Interesting. I'll I'll keep that in mind. I hand uh, my giant sword over to V, and I say, just if you need any help slicing and dicing, uh, <laughs> you know what to do. V tries to grab it, and it instantly is like way too heavy for her with her negative two strength. Uh, she's like, you know what? I think I'll let you keep this. I, yeah. I, I, I think I'll be all right. As you uh, hand the sword back to Dewey, uh, was the sword in its hilt, Dewey, that you handed to V? Uh-huh. Uh, you, you feel the sword vibrate, and Dewey, you hear in your head, oh, father, please, please, I crave violence. Please let me out. Let me dice up that watermelon. It's been so long. It's been 15 episodes since I've seen any action, please. I thought you'd forgotten about me. Father, no, no. You'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yes dewey has a sentient sword Uh, and (laughs) you put your sword away v you stride up to your watermelon bamba you stride up to yours um the rest of the pcs oka manaya and dewey you are standing right at the front you've got like front row you're in the splash zone baby um and like there's like various other grungs now and they're like please stay back stay back careful this might be dangerous we can't guarantee your safety like forming like a little like breach area in front of the stage and it's time ribbit holds up like a small gong and he says, are the competitors ready? Ready! Ready as I'll ever be. Gong! Eat! So Bamba and V, roll initiative. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oka obviously just starts chanting, eat, 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 15. eat. The crowd makes that up with you. I love that. Okay, V got a 15. Bamba? 21. Oh my oh god. My okay, Bumbo, you dig in first. What's your first move? Um, I think my first move would be to cut a Bomba-sized hole okay. in the watermelon uh, on the outside so I could jump in with my bees and start And just start snacking. eating from the inside out? Yeah. yeah. My god, I love that. So, um, uh, do you have... Yeah, do you have like a sword or anything? How are you cutting it open? I have like a weird sword. <laughs> a corpse slayer y- Yikwa. Um, <laughs> what the hell? I'm sorry, uh, what? I can't pronounce it. It's Y K L W A Yikwa. Okay. Uh, it's cool. It what, is super cool. What does it look like? Um, I think it's uh, like a C shaped blade. Um, so, you know, really not prime. Uh, watermelon cutting, but when you have to cut holes in watermelons, it is strangely useful. Okay. Um, also, I googled it again. Also, it's just a straight sword. But I like <laughs> I like the curved idea, actually. I'll give you a point of inspiration for that. Um, so you can write that down. We can stack up to three here. Uh, so yeah, you take out your sickle, basically, shaped sword, and you start cutting into this watermelon. So make an attack roll for me to see how effective that is. Right. <laughs> Seven? Uh... <laughs> Okay, you you can use collective inspiration here. Seven is not quite going to cut it. I will give you a hard choice if you want to keep the seven, or you can literally, use inspiration. literally, it won't cut it. Literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna remove two points of inspiration from you. See for that pun. Like I said, this is a pun-free zone. Well, you said the opposite. The DM would be shh, 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 
So, uh, Bamba, <laughs> would you like to use inspiration or take the take the L? Oh, I'll use inspiration. Okay. Everyone in this watermelon. Awesome. Personal or collective? Uh, do I have personal? You gave me one, right? Yes. How do you handle inspiration? 1d4, 6? Oh, you just get to re-roll your d20. Oh, re-rolls. Okay. Yes. All right, let's do it up then. Awesome. Are you going to use the uh, inspiration from the pool or the one I just gave you? I'll use the one you gave me. Sounds good. I'll leave the collective one for a little <laughs> bit longer. Great. All right. 19. Okay, that is more than sufficient. Roll damage on the watermelon. All right, so Bamba's definitely kind of like struggling. Um, I think maybe they started like, you know, the butt end of a watermelon, how you don't really cut the butt. Like, sure. <laughs> so like they started there, it's like, yeah, this isn't gonna work. Uh, and that is for seven damage. Okay, that is However, sufficient to cut. Go for it. Oh, mm -hmm. Go ahead, oh, go ahead. My bees get to attack when my attacks hit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right. Do they make um, an attack roll? They don't have to make an attack roll as long as I've hit. They just kind of like follow behind me and they like slap against the the watermelon. They're little butts, like they're little stingers. Oh my they god! Just, like, you know, like perforated um, papers. You know, I just punched my mic. Um, that you can like when it's yes. perforated, you can just like open it so easily. So they really set up like a little template for me. I love um, it. And that's one d eight damage. Awesome. So roll it. Go for it. All right, uh, it's gonna be for an extra five. Okay, twelve damage oh. total. Yeah, you you cut that watermelon open. Describe it to me. Describe what it looks like as you as you do this. Uh, again, so it's a bit of a struggle at first. Bamba didn't really think of the the angling. You know, when they rolled that watermelon up, they didn't like set it up perfectly. Also, thank you for whoever looked up the pronunciation. Gikawa. I was so close. So close. Yeah, so like they eventually like they get the their their weapon inside the Yikawa, and then like they start to like try to like retch at it, reach it. I don't know what I'm looking for. Um, but they're just a little satyr. But then, as long as their attack hits, those bees just zoom in and start stabbing with their butts, which creates like a nice little little way for me to create a little hole and uh, jump on in. I love that. That's so cool. Take another point of personal inspiration for that. Uh, as you like wrench this like chunk out of the shell of the watermelon, you go in and you start going for it. But now it's V's turn. V, you hear the buzzing of bees and the hacking of steel against watermelon flesh uh, to your right. What do you do? I would like to... <laughs> This is a little weird, but I would like to cast Knock to open up the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a little stretch, but give me some leeway here. <laughs> I just want... Okay, uh, can you read the text of Knock to me? <laughs> Fuck, I knew you were going to say this. Choose an object that you can see within range. The object can be a door, box, chest, a set of manacles, a padlock, or any other object that contains a mundane or magical means that prevents access. I'm doing the shell of the watermelon preventing me access. A target that is held shut by a mundane lock or that is stuck or barred or become it becomes unlocked, unstocked, or unbarred. It, it has multiple locks. Only one of them is unlocked. Um, this, I, I, I believe this isn't being held by arcane lock so it is not it is just a really big watermelon so i will allow it but i'm gonna call for a roll here um sure i'm gonna dealers your choice so you're either gonna have to make an arcana check to see how you can finesse your magic to burst this puppy open or a sleight of hand check to guide the knock um i will do arcana because i want to use sleight of hand later <laughs> roll, roll for it uh, 18. 
that is sufficient. V, uh, describe to me how the watermelon cracks open, perhaps like an egg. Uh, so V is just going to leap up dexterously, way more dexterously than you would think of the body type of Ronnie could do uh, on top of the watermelon. And legend has it, for those with just the right set of eyes, see something gleaming in the palm of Ronnie's hand, almost like a diamond that you really can't see otherwise, spark green for a second as Ronnie pushes it down onto the watermelon. And then from 300 feet in any direction, you can hear this gigantic knock sound that's cracking open of watermelon. So it just splits open into perfect slices, does it? Or like <laughs> it can be a little messy. I would like it to be still kind of together, but I can get into the center kind of like what B did. Okay, like you cracked open like it's like a crack. Okay, sure. You it you it splits like the alien egg, the alien Yes, like eggs. on the cover of Alien the poster. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So you crack it and you can see like delicious like gooey like red flesh of the watermelon inside and it smells so good. It's so fragrant. And now both of you have to tunnel in and start eating. So before the two of you start eating, Oka, Manaya, and Dewey, I'll give the three of you a chance to interfere. Would you like to? I mean, nothing is above board here, so uh, don't feel bad about anything. Manaya is going to wait for Ronnie's signal in case he needs more help. Okay, Oka, Dewey? Oka is just chanting really hard, uh, but also like part like part of well, actually, I think I don't think I think they started chanting, and then as like this this all happened, I think they just kind of like stopped, and it's like almost horrible, you know, it's like almost horrible to watch this. It's they're I think they're just watching in like abject confusion. I love that. What about you, Dewey? So we to the stage. Yeah, you are. Uh, you're maybe like ten feet away. Okay. I think Dewey's also just watching an abject horror, like wiping away bits of watermelon yeah. that are splashing against. <laughs> you're his in the splash zone, yeah. As both like oh. watermelons crack open, <laughs> like all three of you are hit by bits of watermelon and seeds that like speckle your faces. This like sticky, wet, red juice. All right. So let's go back to Bamba and V. Bamba, you go first. How are you eating it? That is a wonderful question, and I've been really scrolling, thinking, like, what move doubles as I've consumed a bunch of watermelon? Um, so, I'm thinking, this is so difficult. <laughs> there are no wrong answers. I, I let V use knock, okay? You I can know. justify anything. I think um, what I'm going to do is cast healing spirit i call forth a nature spirit to soothe the wounded um in this case wounded is gonna be uh a tummy ache uh so <laughs> this bee it's gonna be a giant spectral bee um if you've ever seen i think there was a uh, post a picture in our chat and then if we can get it into discord it's just like just picture giant see-through bee so they show up they take about five feet um they're big heckin bee and they're just gonna hang out inside of the watermelon me just like gently like poking me with their little stingy butt to be like you're okay keep eating watermelon you're okay keep eating um and then we're just gonna rinse and repeat that i love that okay uh so cast a level three spell oh i need second level spells maybe from the audience and from v's perspective you just see ghostly wings like appear out outside of the watermelon uh and like 
like noise uh, and like encouraging bee noises, I suppose. <laughs> As Bamba starts scooping, are you just scooping with your hands like chunks of watermelon flesh and shoving it into your mouth? Yep. And like my little swarm of bees are taking like little baby bee bites. Oh my god, I love that. They're doing their best, but like I don't know how helpful it is. That is so you know cute. Everybody counts. <laughs> uh, so I think that means you are you go at a normal pace, uh, but you don't slow down because every okay. time your stomach starts to feel a little too full, like that stinger jabs you and you oh you feel better now and you keep going. You're like you're slow but steady like the tortoise here. Okay, yeah. so now we go to V. How are you gonna eat? So I'm inside of the watermelon, and if you were if you could see inside the watermelon, you would see Ronnie pulling at his chest, his chrysalis robes that are transformed to look like skin. And so all of a sudden this green chrysalis robe comes off and V Ronnie starts literally just grabbing chunks of watermelon and, and putting it on top like a, a blanket and getting Mage Hand even to just all put as much watermelon into here. The idea being once it's full to like put it into a little bundle, Dimension Door out of there across the ocean, drop it off in the ocean and come and then t- Dimension Door a second time back into the watermelon. You're literally unhinged, Erica. Uh, so that's going to take a few rolls. Uh, yeah, sure, a, go for it. Make a sleight of hand check to see how well you can scoop this and how quickly you can scoop all the flesh off. Does a 23 win? <laughs> yes, a 23 allows you to do it without a hitch. Uh, so your mage hand and you're, you're just like, like, you can't see what's happening, Oka, Manaya, and Dewey, but you see this this watermelon rock. Like like V's watermelon rock. Um, and you scoop it all into this chrysalis robe. And yeah, before Bamba finishes, you've got it all inside the robe. You tie it up with your 23 sleight of hand check. And how is Dimension Door going to work? So uh, Dimension Door, I just grab it because I can take an object with me. And I'm just going to... It's like I just disappear. I can go... God, I, sh- I should get the feetage right. Feet? 500, yes. So it's actually going to be sort of in an uphill angle so that I'm almost like in, I'm up in the clouds. No one can probably see me because they're all looking at the thing. And I just drop it into the ocean. And then all of a sudden, just as I'm falling, just right back in because I cast it a second time to find myself back in the watermelon. Okay, that is a stealth check to see if you can do this without anyone seeing that you're like cheating. I'm going to use one point of collective inspiration. Okay. And hold on. 14. Okay, that is going to be, I'm going to say that's going to be a mixed success. Uh, so oh, yeah. I will give you a hard choice. So V, as you poof, poof, and reappear above the clouds, right, you've miscalculated a little. If you drop the watermelon here, some people in the back might see it like fall, like the long way down and then splash into the ocean. Or you can try to like hedge your bets a bit and try to like, like get, cl- like drop and get closer to the surface of the ocean, but you might get injured in the process. Uh, let's go. I want to play dangerous. I want to go. I'm going to shoot down like a bullet straight towards the water, holding the bank like it's a bomb straight up the ocean. Make a finesse check. I guess that's just a dexterity saving throw. Oh, boy. I can't believe this is how we get our TPK. This this episode (laughs) is we get the TPK. Um, I want to use a point of collective or just my personal inspiration. Okay, you have two left. (laughs) Rolling that one. <laughs> I wish you took it, but okay. Oh, uh, you said saving throw. Okay, yes. so 21. 
Okay, that is sufficient. So as you plummet through the air, like it's like like feet before you slap onto the ocean and turn into a V pancake. But then you drop your your ropes, or do you just open up your ropes? I'm gonna drop the robes. I'm gonna get rid of those chrysalis robes finally. Okay, I like that character choice. Take a point of inspiration so you regain that point, you monster. Uh, you drop the robes into the middle of the ocean, and I think you see that um that beached shark that had finally rolled back into the surf. Like look up as like these chunks of watermelon fall down onto it, and it goes no. Oh. As you you dimension door back, back inside the watermelon. But Bamba, you're right there. Make a perception check. Ooh yes. Honestly, I'm not very perceptive, but uh, we'll find out. Ooh, 18. Okay. Okay. You, uh, V, what does Bamba hear or smell or see that sort of might alert them to the fact that you're cheating a bit as you return? Um, you're going to hear because of the, mo the f like, you know, the terminal velocity of heading towards the ocean still kind of affects thing the thing. So I kind of like slap into the bottom of... Because I'm, yeah. So there's like a wet I, I slapping noise. Yeah, <laughs> and you just like you see from the outside the watermelon shake back and forth, and you shake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you hear that, Bamba? And at that point, I think you're pretty much done eating. So the two of you, do you signal to Ribbit, the referee? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mage hand with my bees. Okay, all the bees woo, form like a little hand and maybe the ghostly bee also like raises its little like tiny little cute little paw. Wait, yeah. leg, <laughs> leg. Oh, fuzzy arm. Fuzzy arm, yes, exactly. V, do you also signal to the referee that you're done? V is going to take like, just scrape whatever more watermelon and just like rub it all over <laughs> her face and Jesus. be like, oh my God, I am so done. I couldn't have another bite if my life depended on it. <laughs> Okay, uh, Bamba, as you step out of your watermelon, right, and everyone starts cheering because it's the end of the comp competition. V, you step out. V, make a performance check for me to see how well that goes over with Ribbit. Net 20, baby! <laughs> you convince even all my bees. They believe you now. <laughs> I think a couple of, uh, like, Ribbit goes... Amazing. The best performance I've ever seen. Oh, barring the regent, of course. Of course. Uh, a bunch of, like, servants and, like, attendants run up and they turn, you know, the, the watermelon to face outward. And all of you, Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and the entire audience, you see two perfectly hollowed out watermelons that had been finished, eat, like, eaten at the same time. And Ribbit says, Two rounds of combat. It was, like, two minutes. I know. <laughs> For one minute, 10 seconds, 20 seconds? I think that was more like 20 seconds. That was 20 <laughs> seconds, Jesus Christ. Wow, we're good. Yeah, the maybe Bumba, your like, tummy's kind of bloated, right? As like this big oh, yeah, ghostly bee. Yeah, dude, it's so cute. Um, And the referee, Ribbit, says, ah, dang it, it's a tie. And the crowd goes, woo! And they like clap and they cheer. Um, And uh, Oka, Dewey, and Manaya, the two of you are covered head to toe in watermelon juice, I think at this point. Uh, I think Oka kind of like slaps Dewey's arm a little and I was like, I didn't think she had it in her. I really didn't. I don't think she has it in her. I'm dying. <laughs> v, v is being very convincing with that now, 20. I think actually uh, like a we medic. We know her, but we know her. 
yeah you do a medic like comes up to you v you know like oh. with like a triage like center and they put like they put um uh you know the stethoscope on my stomach and they can hear the gurgling sounds that's <gasps> that real but... wow <laughs> it's bad my regent it's bad i recommend amputation amputation no, i'll be all right i swear i'll be all right just give me a moment Ah, oh, dang it! I'm always a fan of amputation, but all right, maybe maybe tomorrow. Yeah, oh, yes, maybe tomorrow. Mm. And the ah. and the medic walks away and puts like a big bone saw back into their uh, back into their sack. After the crowd stops cheering and chanting, the audience of revelers, drunken folk, people smoking whatever, uh, with their arms slung around each other, dancing to the music in the background, they all turn to you, Bamba, and to your assistant, Ribbit for the next challenge and ribbit leans up to you sort of taps a, a wet finger on your on your shoulder and says um, uh, the crabs hmm? crabs you think is it time it's time it's time <clears throat> bring out the crabs and then i think the drums go dun 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 dun, dun. uh as as the stage is struck you know like the audience like moves forward and again like a like a hive of hive of uh bees they they carry away the bits of driftwood that they'd use to erect this impromptu stage and they set out like a, a fishing like a not a fishing uh a race course right they set up like obstacles you know very quickly they put like like a big coconuts as like a, a, a thing you have to jump over and they like dig holes and they put ocean water in for like a swimming area and like trenches etc and a finish line at the very end denoted on either side by big coconuts the start line and the finish line and then brought out are t- several large wooden buckets and inside there's all kinds of crabs you see little cute little like red crabs you know with their little claws you see like big spider crabs like with extremely long legs and you see like little mitten crabs with fuzzy little little claws and then you see like tiny little like like imitation crabs that are probably just like like clams that look like crabs uh and then you see like a coconut that someone had stuck twigs onto to make them look like legs in all these buckets so ribbit turns to uh the rest of the party oka dewey manaya and v and says which one of you dares challenge the undefeated champion of crab racing me. I do. And I think the crowd parts as Oka clad in like dad shorts and your stolen sunglasses and the cigarette of some random herb you're smoking, you step forward and everyone's like, ooh. See a couple like women like swoon as you like step forward like out of the crowd. And Bamba, you like you eye your competition up and down. You think you got what it takes to race a crab? I was born for this. I was born for this some serious business. All right, I'll let you choose your crab first. Very well. Um, I would like to use my mechanic Hunter's Bane uh, as a blood hunter. It gives me advantage on wisdom tracks to, wisdom saves to track monsters and intelligence checks to recall information about them. I would like to utilize this to find the most monstrous crab in the buckets. I love that. I give you inspiration, but you're full up. Okay. So make a, what is that, intelligence tracking check? Intelligence check with advantage. I would like to use inspiration because both of those were shit. Collective or personal? My own. Sounds good. Net 20, baby! Net 20! Plus my intelligence is uh, 23. There is one crab in all of these buckets it's like it's underneath like several like regular normal crabs but it's like it, it speaks to you you can smell it 
maybe. And as you like paw through this bucket and like all these other crabs like like leave and they skitter across the sand, you see the Chonko. Uh, this is a massive like five pound crab and it's got pincers. It's got eyes and it's got legs that are just... They look like they can they can destroy other crabs. And you see it pick up a crab and like the crab goes, no, ah! and it flings it like out of the bucket. It is like, ah! and you see like steam come out of its nostrils. It's like, ah! And it's like just, it's a pure like white, like albino crab with these like beady red eyes. Uh, you know how like when you see your soulmate, it's like, a, it's like time slows down, you know? Oka like looks into the bucket and looks <laughs> into the eyes of the crab and they, take their sunglasses off. You. You are my chosen one. Do you pick the crab up? I lift it above my head triumphantly. And it's like, I want to know what love is. And they're like holding this crab up. Uh, and it's, it like brandishes its pincers. So make an animal handling check with advantage uh, to see how well you can bond with this crab before the race. Okay, uh, the first roll was a 19, so th- or the first roll was a 1, So, uh, th- I, but this roll is a uh, 21. Okay, a 21. Uh, that, is, that is admissible. So as you hold this crab, the crab also brandishes its pincers, and you can like sense that it's out for blood. It's ready to go. And this crab it has a little bit of like magical monstrous energy to it. It's not just a normal crab. Okay, uh, so Oka has picked out their fighter. Bamba, it's your turn. How are you looking for the perfect crab? Well, as we know, this is not Bamba's first crab racing race. So uh, they have a special crab, you know, number 739. Um, This crab is purple, blue, and yellow. Um, Instead of pincers, they have little boxing gloves. Um, And where they're like, their eyes are kind of like pokey shaped. Um... And they've got like a little mustache. Uh, like one of their eyelids are kind of like low as if they've already been punched. It might have been themselves. They have a hard time with no bits. Um, and their name is Crab Roller. Um, and this is actually a reference to Gen, what's it? Five, six, seven, Gen seven Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I lock eyes with Crab Roller. I give them a fist bump. And with my speak with animals, I say, All right, so here's the plan. You're going to punch the other crab, and we're going to pretend like it never happened. All right? And, like, Crab Brawler gives me, like, a really, like, a wink with both eyes. Um, He really tries. uh, Do you want, like, an animal handling still? Maybe he's feeling Uh, a little punchy? Yeah, let's say animal handling with advantage. As Crab Brawler, like, blink, 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 like, wink, 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 and says... You got it, Bamba. I'm out for blood. With your little fists, yes. Advantage. So my first is an eight. We'll try that again. Okay. (laughs) Eleven. Okay, you do have a point of personal inspiration still, I think. And we have four collective Uh, inspiration. We're going to re-roll that. Okay. There we go, 26. Okay. Wow. That is really high. Uh, so Crab Don't Roller go up against the ranger in the in the in the <laughs> animal contest. Right. 
Uh, my friends. I think Crab Brawler like shrugs off uh, his like returning champion's cloak. <laughs> you know, like a bunch of like little crabs come up and they take it off and they start spritzing him. You know, with like they start like fluffing him up. <laughs> got like a, a little towel they wipe off his face yeah exactly you know, yeah hyping him up and we hear like eye of the tiger start playing in the back as like do 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 like the drummers start going uh and oka and bamba it's time to set your crabs at the starting line i think i would i think you know how like in movies if you're like at the starting line and like the the rivals are next to each other and they can kind of like say a few words to each other you know like you know what i mean uh i think as Oka is like setting up uh, their monster crab, uh, they kind of they like look at Bamba like from the corner of their eye, uh, and they just they like. I'm never one to say no to a good party, but you know, people are hurt. What here? I well, mean, that person fell asleep. They're not really, not really hurt. They might have like fallen in a weird angle, but they'll, they'll be fine. No, what I mean is like the whole world is hurt. The world is broken. Hold on. There's more than just here. Uh, yeah, and you, the stars are gone everywhere, not just on the beach. I mean, I thought that was just kind of a thing. You're the regent. You should know this. You should help your people. I let, uh, oh gosh, Ada, Atalanta. I let Atalanta take care of that. I just make sure everybody's happy and everybody's happy. Look at how happy everybody is. It's important. And like all around us, people are cheering like, crap, 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 crap. I, I, you need a break every once in a while, I'll give you that, but when was the last time you thought about what was happening off this beach? Never. Ne never. And I think before Bamba can, like, fully process uh, the intensity of that, um, uh, Ribbit is gonna, like, wave the, the flag to go. Oh yeah, he's he's got a, a different thing. He puts the gong aside and he picks up a flag and he waves it, and it's time for the crabs to go. Uh, so this first leg is just a straight race before you reach the first obstacle, which is a bunch of coconuts piled up high in front of you, in front of your crabs. So immediately, crab brawler turns and starts starts punching, starts punching at Oka's monster crab, right? Uh, and Oka's monster crab, like the shell is real tough. So Bamba, I need you to make an attack roll as crab brawler. To get past Oka's monster sure. crab's shell. Do you want like unarmed? Um, yeah, yeah. Let's go with an unarmed strength strength attack. Yeah. Crab, same stats as. Yes, I feel like this is sort of like a like a Pacific Rim moment, <laughs> where like we <laughs> we like enter the crab's perspective now, and it's so intense that they got like anime men faces. And Crab Brawler's like, I will kill you. I will avenge the death of my brother who you crushed. Uh, the monster crab goes, bah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So Bamba, what did you get? Uh, an eight. <laughs> okay. So Oko, why don't you describe how Crab Brawler feels the blow? I mean, not, not Crab Brawler, but your monster crab. 
the monster crab subsists off of violence exclusively, uh, and I think it it only empowers them. It like only makes sim- similar to a blood hunter. You know, the more hits they take, the more damage they do. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. I also want to make a note that uh, right before uh, um, the starting flag, uh, Oka puts their finger. Uh, or puts their hand in front of the monster crab and lets it pince, pince them. And they form a connection to it. Okay. A blood connection is what I mean. <laughs> like the blood, it like, it drinks your blood and it goes blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And I think based on how you fielded uh, crab brawlers, like little boxing glove punches, you, your monster crab is the first one to reach the coconuts, right? Um, as you, as every punch makes it faster. So how does Crab Brawler get past the coconuts? Not Crab Brawler, Monster Crab. crab. Sorry, I I misspoke. Okay, Monster (laughs) Crab. Uh, Monster Crab. It's like there's oh, like like the cool like Kool Aid Man right through the wall, right through the wall of of coconuts. Like not over, not under, not burrowing. Like through the wall of coconuts. Okay, make an athletics strength check for Monster Crab. I fucking shit you not, Connie. You can look. It's a nat twenty. Okay. Uh, Which is a 25 total for Monster Crab. Okay. Monster Crab busts through the coconuts and lets out a bloodthirsty, you know, as it like cracks various coconut shells open. And I think as the coconut shells roll downward toward Crab Brawler, um, Bamba, I need Crab Brawler to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh no, Crab Brawler's all fists. Oh, I'm really good at decks, though. Never mind. <laughs> 15. 15. Crab Brawler weaves and ducks and punches coconut shells out of out of place. And because that dexterity save was so successful, I think you're right on the monster crab's tail. Uh, as this is happening, Oka and Bamba, how are the two of you cheering on cheering on the crabs? Oka and Ronnie? Are you still Ronnie? Uh, Bamba? Uh, it- how am I cheering on? Oh, the crabs! I heard you say the crowd. Oh no! Oh, oh no! My doing. mistake. How are the two of you cheering on your crabs? Oh, that's a question. I think. Okay, if you have an answer first, please go. Yeah, I think I. This is this is my plan that I formulated. Um, I would like to, as I always do, misuse my blood curse of binding. Uh, so that 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 blood connection that I made with my crab. Maybe we could we say like the track is kind of like a circle. Um, so technically blood curse of binding, well, well, hmm. maybe this actually wouldn't work. Hmm. What, what are you trying, trying to do? do? Uh, I'm trying to like use my own, like the, like my, my monster crab drank a little of my blood. So I'm trying to pull my blood back to me, like through, and, like make it go faster, like into like blood bend it forward, basically. Okay. That's risky. Uh, so that's going to require a check, I think, to see if you can keep your lead and maybe even increase the gap between you and Crab Brawler. So make me a, Jesus Christ, I don't know, a constitution saving throw? Oh, no. Because you're using your blood? Okay. That is a fa- 15. Okay. I think you maintain your lead for now. Describe to me what it looks like as you pull uh, your monster crab toward the next obstacle, which is a ditch filled with, with seawater. Uh, I think Oka just kind of like clenches their fist that got pinced, pinced 
earlier uh and it's almost like like there's a string attached to the front of monster crab and it's like being pulled now along by this like invisible thread you know like like something is pushing at its face making it go forward okay monster crab plunges into the water and goes as like water just like sprays up around its pincers and now it's time for crab brawler to hit the surf bamba how is crab brawler getting through the water okay first to motivate crab brawler um, much like, uh, I watched a really not good anime a little while. I mean, it wasn't okay. Uh, like a boxing anime where, like, the coach was constantly shouting these really, really good motivational things at the boxer, but only in moments when the boxer was, like, about to go down and then they get, like, flashbacks of their life. So Bamba's shouting, like, do it for your brother! Do you remember <laughs> that time where he brought you coconuts? Oh my Don't God. let this be your last memory! Um, I love that. Make a, I love that. Make a, a charisma persuasion check. <laughs> All right. I'm so so with that. 17. Okay. So I think we like zoom in as you're like shouting in slow-mo. We zoom in on Crab Brawler's eyes and we see like them as like a baby crab, you know, holding like claw hands with their brother, you know, and them as like teenage crabs, you know, having their rebellious phase and their parent crabs being like, go back to your hole, you know? And then we zoom to like when their, you know, their crab brother goes off to, goes off to war, you know, against the shrimp, you know, in like the shallows. But before they can get there, we see monster crab, like a shadow falls over uh, the brother and monster crab just, Bam! And it cuts to like black, you know? And then like we go back, like present now on Crab Brawler's eyes and they're like tearing up a little. And Crab Brawler goes into the surf and, and catches up to Monster Crab. And now for the final stretch, y'all are neck and neck. What's the last play here? Maybe this is a chance for Manaya and or Dewey to interfere in this final stretch interfere help cheer on a help crab. cheer on exactly yeah anybody taking bets on which crab is their favorite which crab is the cutest it's crab brawler you know oh yeah there's gold passing hands right now and there's like someone being like ah bets on crab brawler a monster crab v just looks at all that gold being passed through hands and just be like is really thinking about her hand getting on that hand of gold but she's too full from eating yeah manaya dewey anything it's fine if you don't have anything. Manaya closes her eyes and thinks to the Princess of Leaves, who she hasn't really talked to today. Um, and she goes, uh, So that hex spell, I just point at someone, right? And, and just focus. And you hear a voice go, Yes, Manaya, you just have to focus. What are you? Hmm. Are you up <laughs> to a jape here, Manaya? <laughs> Well, I have to carry along Mum's legacy somehow, huh? And I think Manaya like goes to cheer, and is like, "Yeah, go!" Uh, and points at uh, Bamba. Cause I don't know if this would work on a crab. Um, <laughs> and casts Hex, which uh, for up to an hour. Well, okay. So, until the spell ends, I deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage whenever I hit, hit that person with an attack, which doesn't matter. Uh, also, choose one ability when you cast the spell. The target has disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability. Which and I'm going to choose choosing? Charisma. Charisma, okay. Is there a saving throw? Or does it just work? No, I think it just works. I think it just works. 
Yeah. I think it just works. Okay, awesome. Uh, so, Manai, describe what Bomba would feel as they are hexed. So, I'm using charisma so that Bomba's control over the crab weakens. And so I think, Bomba, you uh, try to muster up these encouraging words and, like, and, like, you've said these things before in the last races that you've always won, uh, but the words are on just the tip of your tongue and you can't quite uh, form the right words and you stumble a little bit and maybe you blurt out something that maybe you didn't want to say and you're like, no, 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 I take that back. Um, yeah. I can't remember Crab Brawler's brother's name. Oh no! And it is so important to motivate Crab Roller. It's it's the name that gets him through, and without that, I I don't think I can do this. Okay, I I take inspiration for your decision to basically take the L. I love that. Take inspiration, and I think of that final right. stretch, Oka. You're like beckoning with your like blood like bond that you formed with your monster crab, and Crab Roller looks to you, Bomba, like for for what you always say. Like, do it for, uh, for, do it for. Uh, I, uh, uh, I'm gonna, and they choke, they choke. And Monster Crab cuts past the finish line with Crab Brawler a few crab steps behind. And even as everyone cheers, right, people start mobbing Oka, you know, and showering Oka with a bottle of champagne and stuff like that. Um. Bomba, all you see through the crowd, you know, through all the people is Crab Roller looking up at you. And you, because I think Speak With Animals is still active, Crab Roller just says, His name was Jem. And uh, takes, takes one glove off and throws it onto the ground, takes the other glove off and throws it onto the sand. Crab Roller, no! Are you ending our friendship? I'm going where I belong. I'm going to see Jem. And Crab Brawler turns and scuttles off into the surf. One, one tear falls down Bamba's eye. Bye forever! And they, the, the, the waves take them. They're washed into the ocean. Uh, so there's a moment of celebration here, right? Oka, Dewey, Manaya, V, Bamba. What do the five of you do in the wake of this victory? Uh, I think Oka will will make kind of uh, like uh, pointed eye contact with Bamba, kind of like being like, can't win every time, you know, like not only referencing the race uh, and they like lift a glass of champagne and like just pour it over their head, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for the first time since you've met them, Bamba's looking a little bit more despondent. Not quite as bubbly or as uh, outgoing as they're known to be as the regent of this area. Um, <clears throat> Ribbit, uh, are we ready for the next challenge? Uh, yes. I think at this moment, Manaya has, uh, is a little shaky because it's the first time she's like used magic for like not so great purposes, just in general. Um, but she's like shaking it off and she runs over to Oka uh, just yelling, maybe in Uhan a little bit, and it's like, Woo! Oka, you... I knew you could do it! And Manaya lifts them up onto her shoulders. I That's love it. Oh, around. yeah! Oka's like, yes! It's a good day when you get to ride Manaya's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, the champagne drips down into your hair and, like, down your face as well, mingling with, like, the watermelon grossness. 
<laughs> um, and Oka's sweat as well. And Oka, are you like <laughs> holding Monster Crab aloft? Okay. Yeah. And it's like waving its its crab arms. Um and at that, Ribbit leans into you, Bamba, and says, It's starting to get a little late, my liege, my regent. And as you know, we should close off the beach as we do every night and bring the celebrations back to the Tower of Rosso uh, because of the night monsters and all that. But I believe we have time for one more competition. Is it my favorite? I believe it is. <clears throat> Bring out the sand! Oh, oh, we're surrounded by sand. Oh, yes, uh, we, yeah, we are. Do we need to do any prep? I think we just need the ball, and we can set up a net. Okay, bring out the ball! <laughs> and I think, like, there's like a low, like, ball, 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 as, like, the crowd begins to chant for the ball. And out is rolled, I think, a ball. A volleyball. Uh, but it's not just like a regular ball. I think it's a curled up like sand armadillo. Uh, that's just sort of like, it's fine. It's like hardy. It likes being used as a, as a beach volleyball. Uh, as the, pff, again, like this racetrack is struck and uh, a net is erected for beach volleyball. Bamba on one side, and uh, Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V, the four of you are ushered by the crowd to get onto the other side. Um, and Ribbit, like, puts on, like, a pair of, like, like sport, sport uniform and, like, raises a whistle, like, puts down the flag and picks up a whistle. Uh, I'm also cool with letting uh, Manaya and Dewey take the lead on this one and, and offering, like, back support. Maybe, I don't know what volleyball positions are, but, like, uh, since we got to do solo competitions. I've seen enough Haikyuu. I know, me too. Sick. I'm like... I feel like... Yeah, me too. I've seen enough Haikyuu. Okay. My only volleyball that I've learned. So let's say Oka and V, you're in the back, right? So you can be like to save the ball if it like goes over. But Manaya and Dewey, the two of you are in the front. One of you will be the setter and the other will be the spiker, right? Or like you can oh, like... Manaya is the spiker right She's there. Giant. She's right She's there. She's eight and a half feet tall. Seven and a half feet Excuse tall. Excuse me, seven and a half feet tall. I love it. So the, the four of you start setting up on your side uh, as Ribbit explains the rules. Okay, it is Bomba the Regent and their bees versus the four of you. And the first team to score one point will win. This will be the volley of your lives. Any questions? What is a volley? Oka like turns to V in the back and is like, what is, what's a volley? Just Manaya whips around being native Wuhan uh, and knowing this, uh, she goes, don't let the ball touch the ground on our side. Make it touch the ground on their side. Got it? Right. If the ball gets to you, call it out. Don't just go for it. Right? Do you know how to this? Yeah. We got this. We got this. Okay. Uh, so the armadillo is brought over by like servants to you, Manaya. Uh, but then they pause and they turn and look at Dewey. Like who's setting? Right, I'll, I'll take this. Okay, yes, of course. And they back away. Uh, and then Ribbit brings the whistle up to their lips and blows. Bee! Serve! Hmm. Dewey, we're going to need that sword. And Manaya gets, like, all the way back to the to the back, like, left side of the, of the, of the court. And this is a rather large armadillo, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. She throws the armadillo up, takes out her axe, and just serves it with the hammer side and it goes 
flying over the net. Okay, make make an attack roll on the armadillo. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, that will be that won't quite hit the AC, so I will give you a hard choice, or you can use inspiration. I use inspiration. Okay, personal. So it was a pretty good roll. Yeah, I'll use personal. Okay. One more personal. <laughs> there we go. That's a nineteen. 19, okay, perfect. Yeah, you smack this armadillo, uh, and I need you to roll damage. Not on the armadillo, but just to see like how fast, right, and how hard this hit is. Mm-hmm. Uh, damage. I haven't done this in a while. Please uh, don't roll like 60 damage like you always do. <laughs> this poor thing. Or like you, I guess. 17. 17 points of damage, Jesus. Okay, describe to me what it looks like as you volley it over the net. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's basically like any tennis uh, serve, basically. She tosses it up, she takes out her axe real quick, and just, it's like, her axe doesn't start on fire, but it's like when you hit like a home run in baseball and like everything stops right there for a moment and it goes, Ooh, yeah, and it goes straight over the net. The perfect serve to the very back uh, of the court, of the opposite court. Not quite over the edge, but like right there. Okay, yeah. And I think like as that that moment of collision like hits like the armadillo's head pokes out, its its eyes go as it like flies through the air. And Bamba, how are you fielding this insane serve? Uh, well, I didn't think things were going to get quite so intense at the beginning. Um, so... We, as in me and my bees, are gonna cast web. I wish there was a way I could like flavor web with like bee related content, because like I don't want like spider webs. Honey, strings of honey. Oh, yes. That's brilliant, thank you. Um, so the bees that were in that corner, they just like turn where does honey come from their mouths? Um, so they like they look up in fear for a moment as like you can see like the shockwave of the hit of like the poor armadillos they get yeeted over into our side of the court and like there's that moment of terror in the bee's eyes and then like they in like in a panic they just spit and like this beautiful golden net comes out and it catches um arm the armadillo <laughs> i love it so i think it just works because it's a spell and it, it the, i mean yeah. fiction wise it just works uh, the armadillo <laughs> is caught right and there's like a like we see it like spinning like in like the bottom part of like the web and then it Ooh, it shoots back out. Uh, so, Bamba, why don't you make a? How would you maneuver your bees to shoot the shoot the ball back over? Well, are you cheering that's a them good on? Question. Probably, but lo- believe it or not, I have a zero in charisma normally. So, and I already am. I've been hacked hex, with my yeah. charisma. Um, honestly, I kind of like that idea. This is what Bamba does best. You know, um, potato, pear, peanut, you got this. Um, okay. I'm just going to roll. Persuasion, let's say. Persuasion, or actually, right. that feels like animal handling to me as well, because yeah. they are animals that you are handling. So uh, that had different stats. That would have been 23, but I have disadvantage. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, animal handling is wisdom, right? If you want to roll animal oh, handling yes, instead. yes, yes. Okay, perfect. So 23. 23. That is enough to get it over the net. Uh, Bamba, the armadillo flies over the net. I think it's like a high arc, but like moving very quickly right toward Dewey. Uh, And the armadillo goes, ah, 
as it starts to like arc down toward our Aarakocra artificer. So Dewey, what do you do? Uh, I think Dewey's standing in the wrong position um, to receive it, but he sees it coming and he's going to run and dive for it. Uh, but he's wearing socks and sandals. So his foot slips. But Okay. So he like... Uh, I think he falls, but his... Um, maybe I should roll for this first. Do you want me to roll? Yeah, I think it's a dexterity acrobatics check, let's say. Oh. See if you can save the ball. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay, I got a 12. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I think that he falls and then... Uh, like straight onto his stomach and it maybe just bounces off the <laughs> the back of his head just right yeah the ball bounces off the back of your head uh and it doesn't go over the net but it's a chance for manaya to serve it over again so manaya you see dewey like skid and get like these horrible like sand marks like into his feathers boing the armadillo goes what and now manaya it's your turn to bring it back over the net how do you do so uh so manaya's gonna use Another bonus action, I suppose, because Hex was a bonus action, uh, to cast Expeditious Retreat uh, and dash, basically, double her movement. Um, and just, because she's out in the back of the court from serving, uh, so she runs up, maybe like hooking Dewey and like pulling him up on the way. But since she's already using her axe, uh, she just has the one hand to try to jump up and spike it down. I love it. So I think these huge plumes of, of, of sand and wind poof, kick up from your calves and your feet as you, as like magic empowers you, right? And you feel the princess of leaves go, huh, here we go. Poof, and you rush and like, all the yeah, way over. Wind and leaves and everything. And it spirals around you. And in just in an instant, you're right there next to Dewey. You hook him up and you spike it down. That is an athletics check for me. Oh, you know, I love those. I don't love those. I'm using my last <laughs> personal inspiration. I would have been like a 12. Mm. Have an auto crit. Okay, well. that's like a that's like a 15. We do have an auto crit, as Max just mentioned. I'm gonna save that. Okay, Bomba. I mean, it's gonna be Bomba's turn. A 15 is enough to get it over the net and not super lethally. So this should be a pretty easy save for Bomba. You see the you see um the the armadillo pop over the net and it's sort of like a pop. I think like it doesn't go like super to the far back, so you're gonna have to run up to, to catch it. So Bomba, what do you and your bees do? I have this thing called Zephyr Strike, where I can move like the wind until the spell ends. So it's gonna break my my web uh, concentration. Like like the honey just like hits the ground and like the bees start to like one of the bees should be playing the game, but instead it's probably Peanut. Peanut is just like going back to lick up the honey. I'm like dang it, Peanut. Um, but I can move like the wind, um, and I can give myself advantage on one weapon attack roll on my turn, dealing an extra one d8 force damage. And I like the idea of force damage because, like, I—that's what we're doing here, hitting with the force of will. Um, so this is a German. No, I can do this with the sword. Mm -hmm. However, because I don't ever want to do anything interestingly. So Zephyr Strike, that's my bonus action. Um, so Bomba zooms to the back line, um, and like. Like clockwork, the bees rotate to take my my setter's position. We know what's up. We have this whole thing done. This is not again. This isn't our first volleyball game. So Bamba zooms to the back, and then like they spin on their feet, and like just as the armadillo is about to go hit them, they dip their head low, and the poor I love this armadillo is just gonna bop 
off of their horns and Bamba's gonna like again like that motion where it's like there for a quick second and like with their head back they're gonna push forward and try to like throw that across the the uh fence are you using your horns to attack the armadillo yeah okay so make a i think that's a that counts as a weapon attack roll so go for it against the uh i have in my character sheet like my ram horns sure yeah i assume that's part of your natural weapons yeah and you also get inspiration for that awesome description i think all right, so maybe a 16. Let me roll again. That was a 16 again. Um, I'm going to use an inspiration because I... Well, actually, it's to hit, right? That's yes, to hit. My, okay, so yeah, 16 to hit will do. Okay, that is just enough, uh, Bamba, as you bop, you bop it up and roll damage to see how poof, how viciously you volley it. <laughs> my rams don't hurt a lot. Um, so we're going to do ram damage was three, and then Zephyr damage is going to be 100? No, D8. Eight. Uh, eight, seven. What else can I add to this? Do you get to add your strength modifier or anything? Not with my ram damage for some reason. That's odd. That doesn't feel yeah. right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll rule that you can add it in this instance, because I don't know why okay. you wouldn't. Um, that becomes 15. 15! Wow, okay. Uh, bang! You, like, ram the armadillo with your horns. The poor armadillo is starting to reach its limit. Right? Oh, no. Which means that once the armadillo is sick of being battered around, it's gonna start making... It's gonna start trying to drop. So as the armadillo, like, goes over the net, it starts to unfurl a little bit. You can see it's, like, little little toes and little feetsies coming out and a little, little tail wagging in the air. Uh, and it comes and makes a straight beeline again for Dewey, who's been hoisted up. So, Dewey, what do you do? Sword, the sword, the sword, the sword. I believe sword, that sword, in, the, sword, in the fall sword, that I took, sword, sword, uh, sword, sword, latch sword, on... Sword, sword, sword. What's the thing called? Where you keep a sword. (laughs) Sheath. 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 Yeah, the latch on the sheath uh, came loose. And Dewey's like backing up, backing up, hands up. Uh, But the sword, my sword son, uh, launches itself into the air, screaming, I'm assuming. Uh, And as it reaches the (laughs) a couple of feet above my head, um, it's rotating to be like right side up. And then it collides with the armadillo in midair. Okay. Accidentally, but... I think that's an attack roll with your sword. All right. What is my sword's attack? It's been so long since you've used him. I don't remember. Uh-huh. It's a 20. A 20? Oh my yes. god. Okay. Uh, roll damage on this poor armadillo. Do you do double damage with crits? It wasn't a crit. Mm. Oh. Dirty 20. Uh, uh, that's a seven. Okay. okay. So your sword son goes, yes, yes, die. And boom, like slaps the armadillo with its blunt end. And Oka, you look like you wanted to say something as this happened. I was going to make a, do- a joke about dirty 20, dirty pigeon, but go on. <laughs> okay. Thank you for not making that joke. I'm glad I interrupted you. Uh, and bam, the collision and the armadillo unfurls completely. Right. And it, like its arms and legs flailing its tail swimming through the air as it almost like like splayed like a flying squirrel over the net right and it goes up 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 and Manaya, you get a chance to spike it if you want 
and Bumba will get oh, yeah. one last chance to save. Oh, she takes it. Okay. So, Manaya realizes that Bumba is using bees, which are bugs, which generally don't like fire. And this armadillo is armored on its back. Yes. So, Manaya, at the front of the net, uh, as the armadillo is soaring over her, she's going to jump up and grab it by the armored back, sort of spin in the air, and cast Green Flame Blade um, to to coat the armored part of this armadillo. Uh, I think so it doesn't technically, like... technically that spell would be Green Flame Armadillo, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where, like, from her hands... Uh, maybe she maybe she jumps. Wait, how long does Expeditious Retreat last? Up to ten minutes. Great. So she jumps, and there's like a, a of wind under her as as leaves go flying out. Um, and she grabs this armadillo. Her eyes glow, uh, and leaves come from her shoulders down her arms and cover the armadillo and light up uh, with green and orange flames. And she spins in the air. Uh, and attempts to basically throw this armadillo, just like spike it like straight down to the other side of the court. Okay, make, my God, um, <laughs> make a strength arcana check. No, so I'm you... using the autocrit. What was that? Oh, you're using- I'm using the autocrit. This is oh, gonna happen. Nice. Oh, right. It's gonna okay. happen. Okay, okay. Nice. All right. Flaming oh, armadillo. Like a deck save with disadvantage. <laughs> yep, so I think what the autocrit means is Manaya, I'll let you choose. You can either impose disadvantage on Bamba save, or you can uh, you can f- choose to surprise, impress, or frighten the opposition. I'm going to frighten Bamba's bees. Since she was in the back earlier, she'd have to go- get right up close. And I don't know how many spell slots she has left. They, sorry, they have left. But um, I'm in Manaya mode. But hopefully, they won't be able to. Uh, rush forward like they did earlier. Yes. Bamba, I think what this means is your bees are paralyzed with fear as they see this flaming sphere of armadillo go and like a comet like launching down. Maybe your bees flash back to their like primaridio origins like when they were bee dinosaurs and like a comet like destroyed them and wiped them out and your bees are paralyzed by fear. So Bamba, it has to be you without your bees help to, to save to try to make this save. So what do you do? Gosh, what can I do? I am bees. <laughs> I think I have a longbow. <laughs> um, bunch of things I can shoot. A lot of healing spells for some reason. Here we go. I think. How can I flavor this? I kind of have a f- potentially funny idea. Um, if you would like to hear it, potentially. Ah, I'm all ears. Um, Oka does not understand volleyball, and the only thing they remember is don't let it touch the ground. So I think maybe they've kind of, like, like they, I don't even think they're on the court, but I think they see the armadillo going towards the ground, and they're like, wait, no, we have to keep it going. And I think they maybe try to dive for it. Uh, and I think their like radiant soul, like two like spectral wings, come right out of their back as they like make a like make a dive to like try to catch it in their arms, not serve it or throw it back up, but to catch it. <laughs> I really <laughs> like that's okay that. with you, B. 
Bamba is probably struck with fear, you know, like in their eyes, you can see the reflection of the green armadillo. Um, and they're just standing there like they don't know what to do. They can't act without their bees. Okay, I so love it. I, awesome. Uh, inspiration for you, Oka, and inspiration for you as well, Bamba, because uh, I think that's a great team play, even though you're, you got the spirit. You're confused, but you have the spirit here, Oka. So Oka, make a uh, acrobatics check. Oh god, do I have your old damage on Oka? <laughs> Here it is. I'm gonna kill him! CPK! CPK! Oka killed by a local armadillo! <laughs> I have to count on my hands. 21! Oh. A 21 uh, acrobatics check for Oka! Yeah, Oka, your radiant soul comes out, and you dive, and you say- There's like a cloud of dust, right? Uh, as like, Ribbit's got like the whistle, like, on his like, lips, and he's like, What's going on? I can't see anything! And like, Bamba, you're standing there, like, in the middle of it, and your bees buzz in fear. And like, Manaya, you're standing there panting, and Doobie, your feathers are ruffled, and V, I don't know, maybe you're drinking a daiquiri in the back. Um, and the dust and the sand clears, and we see Oka lying there, cradling the armadillo in their chest. And the armadillo dillo looks up at you, Oka, with its little snout sniffing and its big old eyes full of gratitude. And then there's a whistle sound and Rivet says, that's, you can't do that. That's disqualification. What? I thought, what? Fine, Oka. They're not on our team. Ah, oh, sorry. We, we don't Lift, know. lift. <laughs> Regent, Regent Bomba, this is your call. But if you wanted to, we could kick them out of the beach for disqualification purposes. Oh, oh, uh, just g- give me, give me a second. Hold on, me, me and my bees have to have a talk. Um, and there's a moment where like we all take like two steps to the side. We all gather and we're just like one satyr-shaped swarm for a second. Um, and then they all disperse, and it's just Bomba. And they have their back straight. Their little curls are blowing in like the the dramatic wind that has appeared in this instant. I think you four have shown great strength, creativity, deception, prowess beyond that I have ever imagined. Yeah, I'm talking about my watermelon friend. Uh, but uh, and so much more. And Bamba's gonna um, move over to Oka and reach out a hand. Do Do you want some help up? Uh, I think Oka hands Bamba the like they're kind of, like they're still kind of confused. They do they hand Bamba the armadillo, uh, and then maybe they would take their hand uh, and and stand. You said something to me today, and it's something that nobody's ever said to me. I mean, I'm sure maybe somebody might have said something outside of the beach, but you know, just like, I have this constant buzzing in my ears, but when you spoke, I felt like I actually heard you, and I recognized that it is so important for me to make people around me happy and smile and comfortable and probably so drunk that they wake up with, like, sand in their face, but... It's also important to take care of those who can't take care of themselves, and I've never had to think about that twice. That's always been Atalanta's job. And I realize I might be out of my depth a little. Would you four like to go meet Atalanta? Yes, I I, I think we would. Did we win the game? Oh, no, 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 I won. (laughs) 
Of course, I'm the champion. I can't lose. <laughs> you did a really good job, though. A really good job. And uh, I'm going to be looking for some socks and crocs for my hooves next time. You know, when you see me again, I'm going to be very stylish. I'm taking cues. And uh, Bamba points over at uh, Dewey and uh, V. Really into their styles. Uh, V's sneezes and the entire disguise self like actually you know what let's just say it's been an hour and she <laughs> sneezes and at the simultaneously it all melts off revealing v in her you know not summery beach time just her like very well tailored outfit meanwhile there's water mountain coming up on the shore from the ocean <laughs> Oh, oh, no, 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 you can't go see. No, no, no. And they're gonna put their little beach hat on top of your head. There. Now, you're perfect. Oh, thank you very much. I had a lot of fun with everybody. It's not very often that somebody puts up a good challenge, you know? I've beaten everybody here. Everybody twice over. So, thanks for making my beach party a little bit more party and a little less beach. And I guess I'll turn to Ribbit. Do you wanna? Do you wanna lead them? I wanna go. Uh, there's some watermelon washing up on shore, and it looks awfully tasty. Uh, Understood. Be... Yes, my yeah, agent. Yeah, I just go bring them. Thank I you. will do I'm so. I'm gonna go get a snack. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then, like, I think Ribbit like leans into like a, a magical stone, like strapped to his his uh. Uh, his shoulder and says, all right, the regents let loose. Everyone entertain them now. And then, like a bunch of like party goers come up and swarm you and start like dancing with you, etc. as you're like bared away to this uh, 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 um, washed up watermelon. And then I think as Bamba leaves before Bamba is totally out of earshot, Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V, are there any parting words you would like to say to our regent? I think Manaya walks up first and she says, um, uh, Regent Bamba, your beach trials were very fun. They reminded me of home. Thank you for helping me. I almost forgot what it was like to play volleyball. You are welcome back anytime. Did I saw the way that you spiked that little in, uh, 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 armadillo. Almost called them a ball, silly me. That's not what they are. You want to join my team next time? Well, we're on a bit of a mission, but oh. I suppose the why do a family secret shouldn't stop with me. I'll always be here. I might not be a regent, but I'll be here. Oh, I love that. Uh, Oka, Dewey, V, any last parting words? I thought that was very good. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, then with that, like the crowd sweeps up Bamba, you know, and as it starts to turn to night, I think Bamba, you are allowed to eat the watermelon that washed up uh, on shore, but there's like indoor festivities uh, because outside, even you would know, maybe you, it hasn't fully sunk in for you, but people go indoors at night now. Hasn't been like this for the past few years, but whatever, maybe this is a new party, party groove. Um, you're brought into like a large structure, uh, almost like a like a huge uh, beehive beehive a hut like made of clay, sort of like on uh, on the shore where the shore meets where the sand meets a, a field, a meadow, uh, and the, the party continues inside. You all see like lights like go in and like music bumping from inside, uh, but Ribbit guides Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V. The four of you up the sandy dunes of the beach onto a meadow and toward uh, the city. 
of Rosso, where you see in the distance these huge spiraling towers that the four of you would know as the Towers of Rosso. Uh, these extremely enigmatic and prominent landmarks um, rising hundreds of feet into the sky, like think like the Towers of Dubai, like and disappearing into, the, into cloud cover, uh, even as the sunless sky begins to turn dark. And Ribbit turns to the four of you as he leads you and says, I hope you're ready for Atalanta. She is a lot less friendly than our regent. I feel like a lot of people are less friendly than the regent, but we're ready. Okay. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, there was a frog in my throat the entire time. All right, I will now lead the four of you off to see Atalanta. And I think on that, uh, we will end our wonderful Arc 2 interlude session! Yay! Podcast editing is by Marisa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Transplaner RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter and explaintrade.com, a negotiation skills training consultancy, because you can't ask to roll persuasion in real life. Check out explaintrade.com. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. New podcast episodes drop every Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 7 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanarRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanarRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azara, Brookbright, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Mavilis, Mitzi, Moonflower T, Purple Mouse, Risa, and Target.